This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen here with you. The life of an EMT and paramedic is usually filled with excitement and the need to respond quickly and effectively to many life-threatening situations. Joining us to give us an inside perspective on just how far afield these adventures can take us is Todd Curtis. He's a paramedic and the Medical Safety Oversight Director for the National Geographic program, The Great Human Race. Also joining us is Dr. Jeremy Joslin. He's Associate Professor of Emergency Medicine, and he's the Director of the Wilderness and Expedition Medicine Program at Upstate Medical University. Welcome to you both. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you. Todd, let me start with you. Um, You were trained or have been trained as a paramedic here at Upstate Medical University. Tell us about that and anything else that you're up to right now. Correct. Um, so I started doing emergency medicine back in actually 1987 when I became a basic EMT and uh, did that and a number of other things for years. And in 2007, uh, I came to Upstate and uh, went from being a critical care EMT to getting my paramedic certification. Um, and how that, is that different? Uh, it's a more advanced um, skill set. Uh, a lot of it, the, it's less the practical skills. We both start IVs. It's more that as a paramedic, I have a lot more background and and judgment. Uh, There are things that as a paramedic you're allowed to do based on your own judgment of the scene at hand that as a critical care EMT, I would have to call a medical director and and explain to him what the situation was and request something. So it's a higher level of training. Absolutely. Okay, but then we just alluded to the fact that you've been involved in some other things like the great human race. So how did all of that unfold? Because you're not, you're you're doing the paramedic EMT stuff. Yeah, so throughout my life, I've been involved with uh, backpacking and kayaking and other things. And uh, one of the things that came out of the relationship when I was uh, doing my paramedic program was that I met and had the opportunity to interact with the physicians within the Department of Emergency Medicine, one of whom was Dr. Joslin. And uh, over time, um, some of the things that he was doing were intriguing to me, some of the the remote races. And uh, the first job we actually worked together was uh, the Jungle Marathon in Brazil. I had the opportunity to go down with Dr. Joslin and work on a 10-day, multi-day stage running race. And that kind of started the process that's led to where we are today. Um, So since then, we've had a, a, a collaborative relationship where uh, I'll work on races that he has involved, or when I get opportunities to do TV work, um, Dr. Joslin serves as my medical director on those races or on those events. So, Dr. Joslin, let me turn to you. You have had now a great deal of experience. You're running this wilderness medicine program here at Upstate. Tell us a little bit about what that means and yeah. how it's different from other aspects of emergency medicine. Sure, um, I think it's it's very similar to emergency medicine, um, but. Uh, there's some specialized knowledge and then uh, that emergency care instead of taking place uh, in the EMS world or in the in the emergency department takes place out in a remote or austere environment Uh, and that's what our program uh, does we we teach physicians uh, and even residents students uh, EMTs paramedics uh, how to practice in that environment uh, the specific knowledge that's involved in it and then we also provide uh, medical services to industry that requires medical care or medical oversight in those kinds of environments and at those, those kind of events. When Todd, you got involved in, in the National Geo program, tell us briefly how that came about and then what, what was your role? What were you supposed to be doing out there? 
So um, actually, interestingly, uh, the initial work came from that um, first uh, race that I went on. Uh, one of the fellow paramedics on that race uh, was contacted by someone who was working on a different National Geographic show that I went on to do um, and requested, did he know anybody who could go out and work as a remote paramedic? Um, and that led to working on the, the Raft, which was a show that aired last year. Um, also so, National Geo. Also National Geographic. Uh, so uh, uh, I worked on the raft for the, that first season, both the pilot and the season, and Dr. Joslin was the medical director for that. And then uh, in, I believe it was May of last year, uh, I got a call. Uh, actually, Dr. Joslin and I were together working on uh, the, the Iron Man uh, and I got a call from one of the producers from The Raft saying that he was now on a new show called The Great Human Race. And uh, they had filmed a couple episodes in Africa and had some pretty significant concerns about the safety of the, the local services they were getting. So they asked me if I could come to Africa, which, of course, I said yes. And um, they said next week. And I said, okay <laughs> uh, so uh, I was called at 5:30 on a Tuesday evening and the following Wednesday uh, I was on a flight to Ethiopia so adventure called and you responded yeah, and exactly. obviously your connection with Dr. Joslin has played a significant role absolutely explain that a little bit so what happens you go out into the wilderness and they're looking at you as kind of the hospital the mm -hmm. medical center the doctor everything surgeon everything all wrapped up into one in a sense yep. in the wilderness but you also have a safety net. Yeah, and, and, and it really it starts before I leave. Um, so Dr. Joslin and I consult on what equipment that I carry, what medications that I carry, um, and, and using the skill sets depending on where we're traveling would vary what we would carry uh, and, and, and what I'm able to do when I'm working in the middle of Ethiopia or Mongolia or Turkey um, the, the leeway of scope of practice is broader than if I'm working in the states where there's tight regulation on certifications and licensure. Um, so and a hierarchy of probably people you have to refer to or exactly, consult with or what exactly. have you. So when I work in, uh, on this particular job, uh, we worked in Alaska and in Oregon. My scope of practice was significantly reduced there because the timeline to get the certifications and, the, and everything needed to operate within what I'm capable of was limited. Um, so there it was much more of it had things developed more severely instead of providing care myself, we would have referred to a local clinic or a local hospital. So Dr. Joslin, you have been the medical director, kind of the safety net for a lot of his efforts here out there in the field. So what kinds of things come up? Oh, you could imagine, um, and I, I don't want to get into specifics, but you could imagine what kinds of questions come up when you've got a, a crew filming a show in Ethiopia, and if you watch the show and see some of the things that they're doing, uh, you could imagine some of the accidents or, or even just you know minor illnesses that, that might come up and the interesting questions that might come up as well. Uh, so it's, it's never dull. Uh, it's, it's a pretty exciting, exciting job. Um, and I, and I think that uh, just 
just watching the show, you could just, if instead of watching the show and enjoying it for what it is, just start thinking about, oh, what, what could have happened <laughs> uh, while they were producing or filming this show there. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm Linda Cohen along with emergency medicine physician Dr. Jeremy Joslin and paramedic and outdoor medical safety advisor Todd Curtis. We're talking about travels worldwide, both with National Geo and I guess you've done it for others. Let me just get a little bit more detail on the show. So the great human race, what's the premise? So the concept was um, they brought in two individuals, um, one of whom is a, a PhD in anthropology who specializes in primitive tools. The other was a survival expert. And the concept was that uh, humanity started in near the Rift Valley in Central Africa. And in the process of moving to North America, they migrated over time. And that took hundreds of thousands of years. So these two individuals followed that migratory path and as we went to different countries they lived and operated as humans did when we first reached that area so so in other it, words that period of time that period of time the, the information would be, that we knew about exactly. how they would have lived the tools they may the or may not they have had, had the clothing or... how they hunted what they hunted um, how they they operated so each location, they, as they progressed along, they got more developed tools, they got better clothing, um, right. and, and they lived and made those clothes, they made those tools, and they lived for that period of time while we were filming as those individuals would have at it's that quite time. quite an ambitious undertaking. So I guess what I'm curious about, and I don't want to run out of time, give me an example of some major occurrence that had a challenge that you had and then either had to get on your satellite phone to call or, or you were able to manage on your own. Uh, a lot of it was uh, outside of the normal scope of practice of a paramedic in, say, a Syracuse, um, were issues like infection and um, GI issues. So a lot of the, the consult time, uh, I remember sitting uh, on the sat phone next to uh, a river 20 miles south of the border of Russia and Mongolia uh, with Dr. Joslin discussing which antibiotic we were going to use for a, a patient that was having some pretty serious GI issues. Um, and, and we tried a number of treatments and, and kind of gotten to that point. But how did you um, get those medications? I mean, I'm assuming you came, you came equipped with some things. Yeah, I but carry. But you couldn't have had everything. No, I, I don't. But I carry a pretty comprehensive kit with me, um, and, and it depends on the show. There are shows where uh, literally we might be backpacking in with not just the medical kit, but with all of my normal gear. So I have to literally carry everything on my back. Like? Um, my sleeping bag, my tent, my... So, right. and, and then from there, I have to figure out what medical gear I can also carry. So give me an example of some of the medical gear that you might take. Dr. Jocelyn, what would he be taking? Yeah, um, a handful of antibiotics, a handful of medications for allergy um, or, or anaphylaxis, some of the serious problems. I think just to make it a little bit more broad, uh, what we do a lot of is really risk management, and we do a risk assessment. We think about what could possibly go wrong uh, in this situation, in this environment, doing these activities, and then we match up. Okay, this is how we would treat this normally. Now let's shave that back a little bit. Can we use this drug for two different purposes so we don't have to bring two different drugs? We sort of plan out, and we actually do a lot of strategizing over what to bring, how much of it mm -hmm. to bring because of weight and volume. And I'm sure. These are, these are big issues. 
Uh, so we do a lot of prep work, as Todd alluded to earlier, so that when we get into that situation, we're not scrambling around for a certain medication. We've already sort of thought of this issue in general, uh, and we've got a plan for it in place, and we've already got the right thing. Or we've got a plan to acquire what we need, or we have a plan to evacuate that person to where they can get the care. So, so all that, these circumstances we think about ahead of time. So what about things like where there's really like serious injury? Let's say someone has a bad fall or a run-in with an animal and they right. need to be, they may need blood, they need suturing, they need things that are very hard to come by in the wilderness. What do you do in that situation? Yeah, and, and in that case, uh, and the best example I can give them, the closest near miss we had was in Mongolia. Um, we almost had two of our crew vehicles um, crash into each other. Um, at, at a high rate of speed, we missed each other by about six inches, uh, and the, there were eight people between those two vehicles. So my thought as I see the two vehicles approaching each other is that I'm going to have to deal with uh, a serious trauma in eight people, of which I'm one of them. Um, and at that point in time, we were a uh, 12-hour drive on dirt roads would be um, pretty broad. Uh, and I needed to figure out how to get back to the capital to then fly to Korea, which would have been the closest real trauma center. So my job would have been to stabilize them uh, and alert Dr. Joslin and a whole team of people to be ready um, to deal with these potentially eight patients. But I guess, fortunately, the postscript here is you didn't fly. We missed fly. each other. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the type of event that we have to be prepared to potentially deal with. And that involves evacuation processes and, and that we put into place in advance so we know what we're going to so do. So before we run out of time, what led you to this whole thing? I mean, what what you obviously chose not to go the medical route, the classic medical route, like Dr. Joslin has done. So what led you to all of this? Yeah, it actually was a lot of timing. Um, when, uh, when I first started and I was actually thinking about going back to medical school, I went back, uh, re-careered and went back and got my bachelor's in biology with the plan to go to medical school. And um, I keep traveling the world and getting these amazing opportunities. And uh, so that's adventure calls. Adventure calls, and uh, if it eventually stops, I might go back and uh, and and pursue something more advanced. But uh, right now, uh, I'm having a lot of fun. And, and in the meantime, you're also teaching. I understand. Yep. yep. I teach uh, at Upstate uh, ACLS and PALS, and within the paramedic program. Uh, and then I also have chances to teach around the world with uh, remote and wilderness medicine. So. Well, the whole field is fascinating, and I want to thank you both for coming in and sharing it. I think it's a window into a world that many of us really don't know much about. I mean, we understand the importance of EMTs and paramedics in our daily lives here in a more kind of urban environment, but the fact that you guys really do go out there and and rescue people and keep people safe and alive in these harrowing types of situations is very reassuring. So I want to thank you both very much for coming in and sharing that with us. Thank you. Yeah, and, and you're going to continue to work together. Is that the plan? That's the plan. Next and month, new actually. Adve <laughs> new adventures coming all the time? Yep. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thanks again for coming in. My guests have been Dr. Jeremy Joslin. He is the um, Associate Professor of Emergency Medics, Medicine at Upstate Medical University and the Director of the Wilderness and Expedition Program. And uh, Todd Curtis, a Paramedic and Medical Safety Oversight Director, most recently for the National Geographic Program, The Great Human Race. I'm Linda Cohen, and you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air.